ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. into the great scott show on a monday morning this is espn lafayette the best ticket in sports happy birthday to my dad he's 70 today he's also a season ticket holder for rage of cajun softball their season uh ended yesterday they finished the year 47 and 13 in the regional final against clemson and here to chat with us he uh i'm sure he is exhausted for a number of reasons Head coach Jerry Glasgow, who got in um, in the middle of the night, uh, kind enough to wake up early and join us this morning. Coach, I appreciate you waking up, man. I'm I'm sure you're tired, but good morning and uh, and how are you feeling aside from aside from the um, uh, exhaustion. You know, when the season ends, it's always kind of like a bittersweet feeling. You know, it's hard to believe the season's already over, and uh, there's always some sadness goes with the. You know, when a career ends like Rainer O'Neill or Lisa May, you may hate to see kids play the last game on your field. It's just, it's just tough to watch. And a lot of emotions. And then, you know, I'm really proud of the freshmen and, and relieved in some ways, you know, that the kids did as good as we thought they would do. So a lot of emotions with the end of any season. You know, Coach, I, I want to focus on your team in the weekend, but – um briefly if you don't mind just how difficult was it for you dealing with the the covid diagnosis at that moment in time you know i know i've dealt with it i know a lot of listeners have dealt with it but for you to get that you know whenever you guys are are playing well in the conference tournament i'm sure there's some thoughts through your mind because you want to be with the team not that you can't help from afar but what were some of the challenges that came with it and, and how difficult was it to eventually get to the team the hardest part was just missing practice. You know, you miss. Uh, I realized Sunday morning, when I woke up Sunday morning, I couldn't talk and was really congested. And so we had the crawfish boil on selection Sunday, and there was just no way I was, you know, able to get anywhere out. And then, um, so I went and took the test and found out I had it. And And then, so I didn't see my team again. I didn't see the girls from Saturday uh, until Saturday, from Saturday to Saturday. Um, that, that's the toughest part, just, you know, the biggest week of the year, and, and you can't practice with them, and you can't help them prepare. And um, that, Dismissing those practices, that was really, that was always my favorite. That's your favorite time of the year, you know, the conference tournament and the and then the, the NCAA regional that's that's the biggest moments of the, of the season, and you know, we missed a big chunk of it. And then you feel it's just it's just bad. It's not it's something you don't want to have in that way. And then um, you know the the game on Friday against Auburn. I mean, a hard fought battle, right? Back and forth. Uh, Auburn wins four to three, and uh, a couple of lead changes in the first inning. But whenever you know you being as competitive as you are. 
when you have to travel and I guess were you able to hear the game? I'm not sure what your traveling arrangements were, but how difficult is it? You mentioned being away from practice. What about during a game whenever you can't be there? Uh, you know, I watch it on I watch it on ESPN Plus just like everybody else, and yeah, you know, it's it's just, it's hard to watch and frustrating. But anyway, it it is what it is. And, you know, I thought the kids played really well. I thought they competed well. They could have won that game very easily. Uh, they were right there in the game, and <laughs> so <laughs> there's just a lot of it's just you know this. NC regionals are stressful no matter what. Every year, they're just stressful. Um, but the the things that we saw out of some young kids and the way they stepped up, uh, I thought Matt, Maddie Hayden was phenomenal uh, in in moments this year. I thought Kayla Falterman had some phenomenal moments. Stormy Kotsnick had some phenomenal moments. Uh, I really did some great things. Um, so there's a lot of reasons to be really excited about what we saw over the weekend. Jerry Glasgow, our guest, ESPN Lafayette on Saturday, the, uh, the hard fought battle against UNC Wilmington. It, it, it took a while. I mean, that team was giving it their all as were you guys to, to, to play a game where, you know, look, it's, we're going to have to win two today when it gets to 11 innings, um, you know, as many hits as you guys had and, is there a moment there where you're like, man, is this is this thing ever going to end? Or are you just so locked into the moment because knowing it could – it obviously was a great ending and um, and it, it was awesome to walk it off. But when you get into an extra innings game, when you know, okay, we got to win this one to stay alive, but we also got to win the next one. Do you manage any different than if you're in an extra inning game and, and it's not, you know, the season on the line where you have another game next? There was a lot more urgency because I kept saying, like, you know, we we can win the battle here, but we're losing a war when you're. You know, I made that comment several times during the during that game because I felt like, you know, I, I felt like we were going to win the game. I never thought that game was in doubt. Uh, they only had the one inning where they even put runners on base to threaten us, <laughs> but you knew that you're burning your pitching staff up when you've got to go four games there in two days. And so very, it was kind of a, a little bit of frustration with that. And it was, you know, I don't remember, I don't remember a game in, in my five years here where we just, we got hit and we got hits and we got hits and we got hits, but we never got timely hits and put the run across the board. Um, probably the closest game to that was the Georgia Mason game last year. Um, but the, the NC regional game last year, except that we didn't have that many hits. This, we had hits, and we had the bases loaded. We had all kinds of opportunity. We just could not put that last run that we needed across the board. and So that was some frustration to that. Megan Schwarman threw quite a bit this week in coach, and you and I have chatted about her throughout the season, looking back to what she did this weekend at the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Compared to where she was early in the season when it was, look, when she when when she doesn't start the game and, <clears throat> she comes in after it's gotten started. She's great. She's different. I mean, she's had quite a journey this season. Obviously, uh, folks are excited about what comes next for her after how she's performed over the last month. But could you speak to her, uh, not just what she did the last two weekends, but her journey from the beginning of the season to now? Yeah, I thought Megan really um, 
pitched extremely well the last month, and and I thought that she grew in confidence and grew in stature, and her presence got bigger on the mound throughout the season. And I think you know her and Justin just did a great job. Uh, they 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 found ways to improve, and she found ways to you know uh, get more strikeouts. Alala said she just got better and better. She filled her position excellent, um, and she she was a warrior out there for us this weekend. She she gave us she gave us some really really quality innings, and she just pitched her heart out. And it finally, I think just she just finally wore out. And uh, but her performance is one of those things that you'll always remember during uh, you know about the regional and. And gives us like tremendous hope for next year. You had so many newcomers this year, Coach, and I know once you get, I guess, a certain amount into the season, as you would always tell me, look, they're not newcomers anymore, right? We've got to clean some things up. But where do you feel like you guys improve the most? One specific area from the beginning of the season to the end. Uh, I thought the pitching got better. I thought the pitching. Started out the first weekend like red hot, and then and then it went through you know kind of like you 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 stay started so good that they then they they hit a little bump there and and then kind of knocked them off their feet or lost their confidence so to speak and then then from that point on they just kept getting better throughout the year and I thought they grew as a staff so I thought the pitching was probably the most improved from. Uh, March 1st to the end of the season. Um, and defensively, you know, I look at a player like Stormy Kotsunek, you know, she did really become uh, a key component in our defense where you know, she's playing third base, she's playing first base, she's playing second base. Uh, I thought I thought her growth was really good. And then I thought that Alexa Langley is just, really locked in at shortstop for a freshman. I thought she played shortstop defensively at an extremely high level this year. And and so, you know, in pitching and, and defense, I thought we saw significant improvement throughout that season. You know, a lot of newcomers, a lot of young ladies will be back next season with a lot more experience. But you mentioned a few that – you know, we started talking about how it's difficult whenever it's their final game. Melissa Mayu, uh, Rayna O'Neill, you mentioned those two. What have they what have they meant to this team and, and if you don't mind, coach, if you could just highlight them a little bit and what they've meant to the program. Well, you know, you, you, Melissa just come in here three years ago and her work habit is is, you know, legendary among our players, but she just works. She she's always at the field. She's always hitting on her tee. She's she you know she may be out there on the field throwing a ball against the wall, working on her backhand, working on those little parts of the game. And to get a kid like that, and then you see a, a freshman like Lainey Crater come in and and just pick up and try to hang with her and try to emulate her and try to try to work as hard as Mayu works. <laughs> so it has a great effect on 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 a young kid like Lainey. And so that's the thing that I think I'll always remember about Melissa. I mean, obviously she's a, a immensely talented player where she can play catcher, she can play first, she can play second, she can play short, she can play any any outfield position. Uh, and then her passion for the game, she just loved the game. 
So I think those are the things that will, you know, kind of stick with me about Melissa. Um, the other thing, um, both these kids, Raina and Melissa, they never had an issue academically. I'm not in, in three years, neither one of them's ever, I've just never had a, you know, an email saying they fell in the class or they're in jeopardy. They always have good grades and you never hear anything out of them academically. Uh, on the academic side, it's always took care of and professional. <laughs> and then on Raina O'Neill, what a beautiful athlete. Like, you know, she reminds me of Kim Griffey Jr. in baseball. Like, she plays the game with some, you know, just elegantly. Uh, you know, she runs so effortlessly. She runs, uh, she's fast and smooth and explosive. So, just her athleticism is really uh, something special. And then, and, and she, uh, in, enormously talented. Um, the way she, you know, she can hit the ball opposite field, you know, hit a home run at any moment, or she can beat out an infield single. Uh, she can make a catch in a gap with her speed. She just plays the game with so much, uh, so many tools and and then swagger, you know, just watch her walk home play. She looks always looks so confident. And then if you get, <laughs> once you get around, <laughs> excuse me, once you get around Raina, you know, she, she's just a very calm, but very, very, very poised and very intelligent person. So always relaxing to be around right now. Louisiana Rage Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow, our guest. Coach, when you talk to a team after the final game of the season, um, obviously it's it's different than after any other game of the season. Does your message change year to year, or is there sort of a, a constant message you always come back to at the end of every season? Is it tailor-made for each team? What is – I'm not asking you to tell us anything, you know, super personal yeah, or intimate. But, you but, know, it's the hardest. Like, I, I, I just – you know, yesterday I, was, you know, I told the team, it's like the one meeting, the one team – the one team meeting no one ever wants to go to. You know, it's just awful to walk into a room and, you know, you've got kids that just played the last game of their career. And they're really not in a, it's not a great time and not a great position for kids like that to, you know, there's not a lot you can say right at that moment. The, the pain's too much and, you know, but basically all you can say on that last game is thank you. You know, thank you for the effort. Thank you for all the, Things you brought to our program, and 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 express your appreciation to them. But you don't want to be what you don't want to do is talk about you know next year and what we're going to do next year because it's not about the freshmen, sophomores, or juniors. It's about the seniors at that moment. So this is nice and really nice and short. Everybody wants to get home. Everybody wants to. We had to hustle. The, the kids are all went to Charlotte. Flew in on a plane from Charlotte. I jumped in at three. I actually got to my house before the kids got to their house. I drove, and uh, um, we all, you know, we had a long day ahead of us. So, and then we'll we'll meet here today and tomorrow. We'll do exit interviews, and you know, we're going to tell the Raina and Melissa one more time how much we appreciate them. But there's really no words for an athletes like you know athletes like that that come in your program is. is there's not much you can verbally express what, how much you appreciate it, but you know they know and uh, they they know how much the kids on the team and they know means uh, appreciating them and uh, it's just a hard time. 
I understand. Rage Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow. Coach, final thing. I, I know that you still have exit interviews and, and there's some goodbyes to, uh, to to do before you kind of tie a bow on this season. But a lot of folks are already thinking about the future, and I understand why. There's so much young talent on this team that grew so much throughout the year. I know that your goal and the goal of the program every year is to get to the Women's College World Series and get to OKC. Um, what in your mind is the number one thing between now and next season that's going to help you guys take that step to, to reach that goal that I know is, is very high on your list? Uh, right now, the number one thing in my mind is the schedule. We have to, I want to get, I think the one thing that's glaringly obvious is we got to get a regional at home. And I think the days, you know, are numbered. It's going to get harder and harder for a mid-major to get a home regional. Uh, I st- but I still think we can do it. I think we can do it here. I think next year is the year we can do it. We're going to have a deep pitching staff in February of if Lamb and, and Shorman and Landry all come back, and I expect them to, uh, and I'm counting on them to. And then we've got a good freshman pitcher, uh, actually two good freshmen, a left-hander and a right-hander coming in. So my my thoughts right now is just let's we got to get this schedule. We, we're supposed to be in Florida next year at ESPN. This took us a while to get into that tournament. That should give us four or five games in one weekend, and hopefully we can get, uh, you know, a combination where we've been playing nine to ten of those top tier D one games. I'd like to see us get fifteen of those games in the in the preseason, and if we and, or in the preseason and during the during the season and midweek. I, I like what we did going over to Texas before the Texas Arlington trip. So next year, I would like to go to a Georgia Tech or Georgia. Or, or Clemson maybe on uh, on our trip out to Georgia State, uh, go out on Wednesday and play a game against a, a Power Five, maybe Auburn. Uh, before that weekend series, I think we got to explore different ways to get our schedule just a little bit, um, not tougher, but to include a few more of those top forty top programs. And then I like spring break trip. I thought the spring break trip was really hard. It was mentally a really hard trip. It was physically a really hard trip. But it was a very productive trip, and I think we saw a lot of growth out of our team this year. So I'd like to try something like that again this year, maybe out in the Iowa, Nebraska area. Um, but we've got to find who will play us. And, and so that's what we'll go to work on here the next three weeks, try to finalize that 2023 schedule. And I want it to – I want it to be such a tough schedule that if we can get on a on a roll and play well, we can get that regional at home. Because uh, I really believe next. I said before the regional started when I watched film of Clemson. You know, I, I told Coach Justin Lacey before the regional started. I said Clemson's where we can be a year from now. They they we ha- I thought we we could match them on talent, but we couldn't match them on experience. And I felt like we could beat Clemson. But I felt like Clemson was more mature and polished as a ball club than we were, you know, going into the regional. And, you know, it gets me excited. I think, you know, we can be – that's what we can become over the next 12 months on our sophomore and junior year with these kids is we can get up in that level of that top 10, top 12 program 
and and try to get that regional side at home. So that's my number one priority and my number one focus now after season ends and as we go through the next couple of weeks. Louisiana head coach Jerry Glasgow has been our guest. Coach, uh, I appreciate you joining me every Monday this season, especially this morning. I know it wasn't easy, but um, all the best. Good luck with all the scheduling. I know at some point this offseason you'll you'll get to do a little hunting and a few leisurely things. So uh, try to enjoy your offseason in the meantime. But uh, all the best to you and the family, and really appreciate the time, Coach. Uh, thank you, and I appreciate the coverage throughout the year and the interest in our program. And, and again, I always want to be sure our fans know, you know, man, we appreciate them, and uh, we appreciate the support they give us. We appreciate the interest in our program. And and just the the passion that they have for college softball and our program in college softball and where it fits in the world of college softball, very much appreciated and couldn't could not be successful without that fan base that's just been uh, you know just so important to us. So thank you to those guys again and our administration who gives us the opportunity to play softball uh, you know on a national scale. And, and do the things that we have to do to, to that allows us to be successful. So great, great support by our administration and the fan base, and it makes the education program exactly what it is. And it's a great, it's a great relationship all the way around between the fans, the administration, and the team. And it's, you know, uh, it's the reason I think uh, that the reason at the top of the list, you know, why UL softball has been able to be so successful for so many years. So. Um, Coach, again, I appreciate it, man. All the best, and we'll we'll talk to you in the future. Thank you. That is head coach Jerry Glasgow. I mean.